0: Second floor of the AC building here at Bethel University. It's live from AC Second. It's a roundtable, Sam.
1: Yeah, I guess I should be like super. I, I should give some enthusiastic sound, but as some we enthusiasm. Talk, as we as we both talked, we had very short nights of sleep last night, so I'm I'm not bringing a ton of energy at this point.
0: Well, I want to find out why, but before I get to why you had a short sleepless night, we have some new guests with we us do. today. So can we just go around and say, tell us uh, who you are and what role you play here at Bethel?
2: Well, my name is Lauren Gannon, and I work in residence life right now, but I'm actually a former student, so I just couldn't get enough of Bethel, I guess. So, so I'm do you still uh, out. do you
1: live on campus work in residence life or no, okay. no,
2: yeah, I live off campus, but... Okay.
1: So what do you do for residence life?
2: I mostly do administrative tasks, okay, yeah. So I just I mean students lose their keys, so I find them. I <laughs> guess. What's the, what's the charge
1: on that? If, if if a student were to lose their keys, what? It will, will oh yikes! For, it's like
2: sixty five,
0: bucks. Oh, okay. five thousand dollars
1: for the whole lock
2: change. So I mean, okay. there's like a science to it, and that's what I'm learning. I guess so. Oh. It's cool, but yeah.
1: Do we get charged that if we lose our keys? Does anybody know?
0: Somebody takes that charge. Okay, I'm a, s- a department probably. Department right? probably, yeah. yeah. I won't lose my keys. Yeah. yeah, I haven't lost mine yet. I've been here. Uh, I've been here ten years. I haven't lost my keys yet. Right. That's still impressive. T- there's, there's still time. There's still time.
3: Um, and I'm Cherise Coro, and I'm a new faculty member in the psychology department, teaching courses in psychology.
0: What what are some of your research interests, Cherise? What is, what's some of the things you teach?
3: Yeah, so I'm teaching uh, mostly right now research methods and statistics. And my interests are child development and neuroscience, vision type stuff mainly. Um, And my research is I study face recognition. So I work with people who are, um, they have difficulty recognizing faces. It's a disorder called prosopagnosia.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Now, my only frame of reference for that is uh, the Oliver Sacks book, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. Absolutely. Is that related?
3: It's very related. Yeah. Right. And there's a few other. Uh, Jane Goodall is prosopagnogic, Brad Pitt is prosopagnosic. So these are people that don't recognize their family members and their close friends and things like that. So I work to understand that disorder and what it's about. Can we train it? That sort of thing.
1: That's fascinating. How did you, like, I, I'm always, this, I guess you could ask this to any academic, but like, why that? How did you land there?
3: Uh, I actually, I, I, I wish I could say it's a, well, no, okay. I can give a slightly interesting story to that. We were studying face recognition when I was a postdoc or sorry, when I was a PhD, PhD student at the university of Minnesota. And we were contacted by a family who had a young boy who didn't recognize faces. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was incredibly socially challenging experience for a young child, as you can imagine. And so as a result of that, we sort of stumbled into the prosopagnosia world and it took off from there.
1: So how do you start to realize someone doesn't recognize faces?
3: Yeah, so it's it's a little bit like colorblindness. Like oftentimes people who are colorblind don't know that they're colorblind because they don't know that there's supposed to be a difference between the colors. They develop
0: compensatory strategies. Exactly. Like compensatory. And,
3: or they just don't know that red is supposed to look different from green or that sort of mm. thing. Um, and so usually um, some either really big mistakes have to happen or someone points it out. Hmm. So, um, But typically people will report... Um, Someone will complain that they're not recognizing them. I had one woman that I worked with that her brother was actually suspicious and he wanted to test it out, so he randomly showed up at her dorm room when she was a college student and got onto an elevator with her to see if she would notice, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, But people have a hard time following like television plots, um, things, like, things like that. What, what is
1: it about the face? I mean, does uh, somebody who has that condition... Are there other things that they don't recognize? I mean, are there other corollary things they don't recognize, or is there something specific about a about a face that?
3: Yeah, so that's actually about, like all of what I'm doing. That's okay. like the big thing that I'm interested in. So it's mainly about faces, but we're trying to figure out other other subtle things that are affected. So one of the projects that I'm doing right now is actually investigating musical processing because hmm. we have some slight evidence to suggest that people who have prosopagnosia are also more likely to be tone deaf. Hmm. And so we're kind of looking at the interaction between those two things.
0: That's fascinating. I, 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 <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, even if you turn off the podcast right now, you got your value added. That's for right. today. <laughs> Can you say that word one more time? Because I...
3: Prosopagnosia, prosopagnosia, sometimes pag- called prosopagnosia. face blindness. Okay. Prosopagnosia.
2: Okay. Yeah. There's an artist who has that too. Chuck Close, I think his name is. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah Chuck Close is prosopagnosia. Yeah. He has. Yeah. Huh. And he makes the most amazing a portraits. Portrait right. Of right. Faces. That's yes. Really.
0: Yep. See that. That's yeah. funny. Huh. Yep. I wonder if that allows him in some ways to see people's faces in a different way.
1: Hmm. Well, uh, de- definitely when you're. I mean, when you're painting, especially drawing or painting. I mean, it. the, the key is really to
0: abstract the
1: thing that you. The whole thing you're seeing into the the part, so that maybe that actually I can imagine that helping, especially the way because he does like the hyper realistic big blown up faces, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so you're not you're not even seeing a face, you're seeing line and shape and color and those things. So that maybe I would imagine that that almost not that it helps, but that it doesn't it it doesn't get in the way of that. I would you know think. actually
3: I think you sort of hit the nail on the head. Just because oftentimes when we talk about faces, we talk about prosopagnosia as possibly being an impairment in your ability to kind of take in a face as a whole, as opposed mm, to just the the, the parts and kind of mm-hmm. putting, huh. kind of summing them or adding them together. And so the connection with Chuck Close then is, is he sort of painting faces as like little pieces and parts, and um, putting sure. them together, but not necessarily like you don't right. get the whole until you kind of step back, but that's not really maybe what he was painting to begin with. Mm. Right. And that's a lot so, of his method in right, doing exactly. and doing it blowing yep. it up so big. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. That's yeah. really interesting
3: i sort of taking over the podcast. No. The I discussion. love that. <laughs> so. but, uh,
1: we've been saying there's been a noticeable lack of prosopagnosia discussion on this podcast. <laughs> right. Well, I'm so glad that <laughs> I, I could know, fill I that void. Yeah. All the people yeah. are writing in saying, you
0: know, we, we just haven't really gotten around to it.
1: Yeah.
3: So. Great. Well, happy to fill that void for you.
0: <laughs> um, Sam, since you let off with it, I have to ask, why are you tired?
1: Well, I, as you know... It's hard for me to say no when somebody asks me. Yes, I know this. So, um, someone had asked me, so I'm doing this. I'm on Sabbatical. And I'm filming all this. And yet stuff. you're here doing a podcast, with us. right? Right. And and I so I had everything set up, and, and somebody asked me, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna be vague about this because I don't want to name the person because it's not their fault. But um, they had asked. They have a book coming out, and they're like, oh, could could my publisher wanted me to like just film a little bit about me talking about the book and I had everything set up. So I was like, Oh sure. That's great. We'll do that. Um, and then, uh, and actually it turned out really nice. And then they contacted me earlier this week to say, Oh, could we put something with like a couple slides around it? So they could almost like a trailer for the book. And, and I said, you know, as long as you do all the work of exactly what you want on the screen, I can put that together. Um, so yesterday, uh, I left work kind of midday. We, my, my kids and I and my wife, we went to, um, U.S. Bank Stadium because Bethel baseball was playing there, so nice. I'd never been in the stadium. It's the cheapest way in to go see a random <laughs> D three college baseball game. So we did that. So I got home around seven thirty. Came over to Bethel to pick up the materials to do this. Um, so I started working at eight, and it turns out it wasn't a couple slides. It was probably a hundred and seventy slides. Okay. I to make so I was here till about one fifteen because um, I just want because I'm going to Florida tomorrow, so I wanted mm-hmm. to get it done before I go. And uh, I just didn't really expect... And, I, and I, get, I, I get up really early in the morning, and I can't change that even if I'm up late. So I went to bed at like probably one forty-five and got up around 5. So mm. I'm, I'm kind of dragging right now. I'm going to go to bed after this After this gets posted. So. <laughs> What's your story?
0: Uh, my story is, is child-related. Um, and I know, Sharisa, you, uh, you've you got um, a, a kid close to my kid's ages. Mm-hmm. My, my youngest, Tommy, uh, just... Um, was installed last week into a big boy bed. He's very proud of the big boy bed, but he has a love-hate relationship with mm. the big boy bed. And so he was, after we put him into bed, at his normal bedtime last night, he was up about four or five times. With increased, I, I don't, uh, my parent, our parenting style was, you put, you put him sweetly back to, bed, Tommy, it's just time for bed. And then, Tommy, you need to go to bed. And then, and then, and then like the sort of like, Tommy, if I have to come in again, you don't get to sleep anymore for any friends tonight. And friends, by the way, being stuffed animals, things mm-hmm. like that. So the stuffed animals go out and then and then you're just like then you're just like in the bargaining stage. Like, what's it gonna take to put you <laughs> in a bed tonight? <laughs> like, like a used car salesman. And um, so we got finally, i in finally I'm asleep, and then he was up at five this morning, uh-huh. just ready to go. Like like walking into the room, like singing show tunes, like, Hello my baby, hello my daughter like I was just ready to go. Huh. So um, I, so didn't I, ha- I have
3: to ask, do you have an okay-to-wake clock? This yes. Is, yeah, okay. Just and making sure for all the, the parent listeners, you have to have an okay-to-wake clock. So
0: we, ha- we, we, we two, the, the, the bed is a week old. The, the okay-to-wake clock is three days old. Okay. And that was supposed to change color at 630. So,
1: so, can you walk me oh, through yeah. an
0: okay-to-wake
3: clock? An okay-to-wake clock is a clock for kids that turns green at a specified time. okay. And so it's their clue, like, you need to stay in the bed unless the clock is green. Green. If the clock is green, you can get up, and it's changed my life. That's good so, so here's what's great,
0: here's what's great about that clock. Um, after Tommy had been up for an hour and a half, and he had already had breakfast and had already played, he was back in his room getting dressed at, at six thirty. When the light turns green, he looks over at it and very brightly and sweetly says, "Oh, I can get up now and leave my room." <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> an hour and a half later, thank you All for pointing right. that out. So, so what age are your kids?
1: Uh, I just have one, and she's five. Okay. So so what are your policies with um, – Is it, when you say okay to wake, does that mean, like, you could – I mean, obviously, you can be awake and in bed, but you can't get out of bed until it goes green, or are you supposed to try to sleep until green?
3: Um, yeah. I think I'm kind of a mean mom, and so I'm like, is there an emergency? Do you have to go to the bathroom? Is the clock green? If not – go back and okay. lay there. I don't care if you're awake or not.
0: I, I'd like to be there, so. too. And Right now, we're losing the war. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah it, it, it took time, for sure, yeah. with Eleanor. But she's five, so...
1: So I'm past these stages. I have instead the opposite end, which is... You have to go to bed, but you don't have to go to sleep. Like, I don't care how late you're up. but <laughs> You can go anywhere point, you want, but you can't stay <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, you got to, like, be in your room, and I have to think you're trying to sleep. How old are your kids? 10 and 12. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and But thankfully, both my kids are early risers, which means that life just makes them go to bed a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not they, – they've run out of energy by the
0: time. Do you think that'll change? Give them a few more years. Do you think they'll be – uh, you would be waking him up? Turning I think my
1: daughter will change. I think my son will be an early morning person. I don't know, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he seems more consistently like an early morning person. So, But I, I'm not sure about that.
0: Well, I brought you all here today to help me answer um, something that's been running out my head since this last weekend. I got... Um, I had a weird weekend last weekend. So I went. I had a Bethel function that took me to Washington D.C. It was a, it was it was an alumni event that coincided with the board of trustees meeting out in Washington D.C. And I was there as a faculty member, basically to kind of be eye candy, uh, to um, to be there for alumni to meet and greet. Brought a student with me. It was great. It was only supposed to be a 24-hour trip, but uh, D.C. got hit with that big nor'easter, and we got. We didn't get snowed in. We didn't get rained in. We got, like, winded Weathered in, winded in okay. or blown in or something. Um, so all the flights were canceled, and uh, we were stuck in D.C. And what I learned is that when you're stuck in D.C. and the winds are blowing at 65 miles an hour, the government shuts down. And when the government shuts down D.C., there's nothing to do. Uh, every museum is closed. What are they afraid of with the museums? Oh, okay, so I found this out. Um I can't say for the museums per se okay. necessarily, but for the um, the the board of trustees had secured a very rare tour of the Pentagon.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's not a place you normally get tours of. But they, uh, there's an army chaplain who's high up in the army chaplaincy, who's a who's a member of the Bethel board. And three months ago, he got security clearance to take the Bethel board of trustees on this on this tour of the Pentagon. Well, they canceled the tour because in the event of a power outage, there's to be no guests in the Pentagon. That's oh, part of their okay. security protocol. So that was canceled, and the likelihood of a power... I'm sure power outages affect museums, things like that, too.
1: Now, as a guest of that, would you have been allowed to go on that tour or not?
0: Well, that's exactly what I intimated to the administrators at Bethel, and unfortunately, I did not submit my name, ID, and social security number uh, three months in advance, so I didn't get to go to the Pentagon. But but, neither did they. But neither did they, so... Anyway, anyway, um, what it, what, it, what this meant was uh, I ended up seeing uh, Black Panther with several members of Bethel's senior administration, which was an inter- odd viewing experience, but a lot of fun. And that, that made me want to come home, that and the fact that I got sick on the way home, but that made me want to come home and watch the Oscars.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And at the Oscars, I learned two things, because I was watching the Oscars as a dual-screen experience, right? Dual-screen, I, I was watching on Twitter, and I was watching on the TV, and... I learned that Rita Moreno, a uh, famous uh, Broadway actress, has an EGOT. Did mm-hmm. you know about this? Did you know what an EGOT was? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, it sounded, to me, that sounds like a bird. That's an uh, <laughs> ibis. She may I have think. a bird as well. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, but an EGOT is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Mm-hmm. And I learned this because Kobe Bryant, won, the basketball player, won an Oscar for the best short animated film. Right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that which gives him an Oscar and completes his LMFAO. Uh, Sam, do you remember what the LMFAO I is?
1: Think I think it's the Larry O'Brien trophy, which is the NBA title, yep. the MVP, the L.M.
0: Finals MVP. Finals MVP. All-Star, all-star MVP Game MVP and, and, and Oscar. Yeah.
1: Um, which he can say Michael Jordan doesn't have
0: because Space Jam didn't Sp- win. There's still Oscar. time. That's you can true. Space Jam 2, maybe. <laughs> it takes a real serious dark turn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all that to say, I'm wondering what combination of awards would you want to win?
1: Want to win or realistic? I mean, how realistic does this need to be? Mine is not realistic. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, let's think about like what would be the what would be the I mean the big like a, a Nobel like Prize would be like a big one. Well, right? Yes. Okay, so like that. But there's
0: several Nobel Prizes. Which one do you you want the Peace uh, Prize or do you want like? Take it turned towards physics.
1: I would say, how cool would it be if I won a physics one? No one would see that coming. (laughs) No, that's that's true. I mean, the peace one is the. That's like the. The peace one and the literature one are the two that I think are pretty pretty great. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else have. Is there. There's not a Nobel Prize. In, what are the Nobel categories? Like? I'm glad like, you asked. Oh, I, actually, you know, <laughs> I I say. did like, almost one okay, second. I did I almost no, no prep for no, no. this, but I
0: did look this up. Okay. There are Nobel Prizes in uh, physics, in medicine, in chemistry, in biology, in economics, in literature, and the Nobel Peace Prize.
1: Do you did you did you happen to see like what the history of those particular categories, like why those things?
0: Well, th- I actually looked that up, too. Okay. Thank you. Um, so all of them, except for uh, economics, were original to Alfred Nobel's grant. So okay. if, if you uh, in a passing history of the Nobel Prize, you know that Alfred Nobel made an enormous amount of money um, inventing uh, dynamite and TNT. And he was uh, concerned by the destructive capacity that TNT wrought. And so he took part of his fortune and endowed prizes for the sciences and prizes for for cultivating peace. And so uh, it was under his directives they created prizes in those ways. Now, the economics prize is newer, not extremely new, but newer, and there's a a Swedish society that has endowed the money for that prize in Alfred Nobel's name. Oh, okay.
3: So in all of this research, did you discover where I can petition for a Nobel Peace Prize in psychology? Because it seems that one's missing.
0: Right, and there have been some psychologists (laughs) who've won the Nobel Prize in economics, but for work in behavioral economics, economics, things Mm -hmm. like
3: that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my Nobel Peace Prize dreams go out the window. We <laughs> just, You and I
0: just need to work in the same vein as Richard Fowler and Danny Kahneman and those folks. And right. Can, yeah.
4: Yeah. Make it work.
0: <laughs> because that's where political scientists... Political scientists... everyone. Thomas Schelling is a political scientist, and he won a Nobel Prize in economics. We just have to talk about nuclear deterrence theory. The
3: economics of face recognition. Hmm. <laughs>
0: it's,
1: it's, a of a, it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> so my, my wife is... Um, well... She's Swedish, and I'm also Swedish, but like she identifies as Swedish, like that's like as part of her. So she like, walks heritage. around kind of
0: feeling more Swedish than you. Yeah, know. and she grew up in a family
1: that was very Swedish, and I I'm I have lots of different European ancestry, but um, Irish is the one that I tend to, especially to sort of. Because um, she likes to make fun of the Irish for some reason, so I like to emphasize my Irishness. So I like to talk about how her people created a prize for my people to win. Because there's <laughs> several Irish people who won the Nobel Prize for literature. Sure. So, yeah. 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 Because uh, that's so. So that was their their great their great did, accomplishment. Was did, with did Joyce win a Nobel Prize? No. 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 Okay. Now he's a complicated character in terms of acceptance during his lifetime. Okay. So, yeah. You know, um, but you have your. Uh, um, I think Yates won, no, won a Nobel Prize for Literature, um, okay. and then there's some more recent ones, okay. James Haney, and people like that. Okay, so, yeah. okay, okay. I don't know if a lot of Swedes have won it though. I I did you not didn't do that. In your I research? did not memorize. Do you don't list. have like a medal count
0: for the Nobel <laughs> Prize I'm, by country? I, I'm sure there is. There, there absolutely is one. I did okay. not prep that. Okay. So, so clearly
1: Nobel Prize is in the list, and if we're going to, like, acronym yeah, Yeah, nope.
0: in, in my list of of, uh, of my acronym, I got, I've got a Nobel in there.
1: Now, did you put any of the entertainment awards in there? Cause, like, cause, I did. Because, in truth, the Oscar's the
0: best one of those, right?
1: Well, yes, that's I, true. Have a, I have a feeling if we, if we put in three years, like, we could, as a group, win a Grammy. <laughs> and I'm not musical. <laughs> but, like, there's just so many. We could find a category, find, like, where's the inefficient category? We could go in and grab one.
3: Well, you know, on that note, I wanted to put, so I, I, put some thought into this. Yeah. Which, yeah. And what I thought is actually what we need is we need a, a BAMI, like a Bethel Grammy. Ooh,
0: wait. I like where you're so, going with this. So right.
3: I, what I was wondering is, do we have some freedom in answering this question to come up with awards that don't yet exist? Absolutely. But could. Yep. Okay, great. Absolutely. So in, in, in my, my playful answer to this question is I think that we need a BAMI with mm-hmm. categories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and if I were to win it, one of my things, I don't know what like letter of my acronym it would be. Um, I want to win the award for most unexpected karaoke performance by a faculty member. I that would be my dance. I love this so much. <laughs> Great. <Yeah. laughs>
1: because, wow, because unexpected can mean so many different exactly. things. Right. It can be like, I didn't expect that person at... Uh, karaoke night to perform, or right. it could be I didn't expect there was going to be karaoke, and the person. <laughs> <going> <laughs> to, maybe that person would be
3: doing karaoke, but not exactly that Exa- thing. Or yeah, or the song choice. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. So or, I'm going to
1: ask Chris's question because uh, I, I feel like that that sort of implies your question. Like, do you have a karaoke go to? Like, what is your?
3: Yeah. Oh, you know, so when I was younger, um, I forget there was some Shania. Twain song that I always used to love to sing so much and the name of it is blanking me at the moment but that used to be my karaoke go-to it's been a while since I've done any karaoke but I have been known to belt a very um, a very uh, ambitious rendition of let it go in the car with my five-year-old there you go so there you go
0: appreciate uh, you appreciate this because I know you're teaching stats right now mm-hmm. um, I have Semi performed. I didn't have a beat, so I can't say I actually performed. But I semi performed uh, um, "Baby Got Stats." Oh, um, nice for uh, for uh, my political quest class.
3: Oh wow! And it's recorded. No,
0: thankfully, I'm pleased to say it's not recorded. Yeah,
1: (laughs) we'll go and we'll hit the studio and lay some of that down, though. I think that would be good. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Lauren, do you have a karaoke go-to?
2: I don't think I've ever formally, well, I mean, whoever formally does karaoke. My like, wife. That's not my wife. Okay. Yes. Amber does it. Um, I don't know. Like, it really depends. I feel like I'm one of those people that will go and just whatever I'm singing in the car is, oh. or whatever's on in the car, which lately has been great as Showman. I don't know if any of you have seen that. Um, the soundtrack is great. I highly recommend it. How was the movie? It was good. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was entertaining. Okay. Um, I was
1: dubious when I saw the, the trailers.
2: Yes. Well, and my, I just did senior seminar last semester oh, that's for right. history. Right. Um, well, not last semester, two semesters ago, I suppose now, because we're in the spring now. But, um, and I did it on like History of Freak shows. So I was like, I feel like I'm mm. obligated to go see this on P.T. Barnum, this movie about P.T. Barnum. And I was already going in thinking it wasn't going to be historically accurate. It was not bad. Hmm. Um, but I felt like I had to go see it. So,
0: you did your that made senior seminar it. on the history of freak shows. I did. It was great too. It was really, really good. It was I really love this. Interesting. It. Where did? All right. So, <laughs> uh, when did freak shows become a phenomenon?
2: When did they? Yeah. Um, I mean, in a, they've. I mean, everyone's always been fascinated by the weird. So, like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: it was mostly from like a medical standpoint for a long time, or like just a social, like. Let me look at Social you. Social outcast. Kind of a thing, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't until they were like formally in form of entertainment until like the mid-1800s, roughly, okay. in America okay. and in Europe. Europe okay. a little bit earlier. But they're part of fairs. I mean, it's hard to know without you know documentation, but they're probably a part of medieval fairs and things like that too so Mm -hmm. they've been around forever it feels like and i don't don't think they've gone away they've just changed form but
0: we just replaced with reality tv exactly
2: yeah ripley's believe it or not i mean anything really but yeah it's fascinating but yes so anything from greatest showman i guess would be what i would sing right now just because those songs are they're earworms they just get stuck in your head so and i know all the words so easy
3: worms yeah oh is that, a, is that not a phrase? That's a phrase. Yeah. I just uh, never heard it before. That's fantastic. Yeah. Earworms. Yes. Earworms. Huh.
1: It sounds like a weird disease,
2: it's but yeah. It's
3: funny because it's
1: a positive thing to say, but it sounds awful. It sounds like, terrible. Yeah, yeah, the image it puts in your head
0: is not <laughs>
3: great. Yeah. I mean, I think of an apple in a, in a very gross kind of like, yep. yes. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Yeah. Right. Oh. But sometimes yeah, it's you, disturbing, but I like it. Yeah, and sometimes
2: you don't like <laughs> the songs in your head, in which case it's okay that it's disturbing because right. you don't want an earworm.
3: Yeah, no, it captures the <laughs> effect nicely. I yes.
0: Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a karaoke song, Sam?
1: No, I think I, I think I I should not be allowed to even uh, watch karaoke. That's how <laughs> musical I am. Just a just a um, general prohibition. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I, I I the problem is I don't think you should enjoy watching it unless you're willing to participate. Like I feel like it's got to be. Um, it's like playing Pictionary. Like you can't be like, oh, I'll play, but I don't ever want to be the one who draws or charades. But oh, I like, yeah, I feel like yeah, you, you, yeah, have to, yeah, you have to you have to do both. Um, and I'm I'm never gonna get up and sing because I, I I really shouldn't. So I feel bad because I actually would really enjoy it. I would love to go to a place and just watch. And I have watched like like either. It, I mean, it's fun to watch people who are really good, but then it's sort of like a talent show. But it's still kind of impressive. But then then it's the people who are really bad that are awesome. Um, but they're like, like bad, but really going for it. Um, especially if they. Well, sometimes it's fun if they know they're bad, and sometimes it's fun if they don't, but they're, it's, it's, it's the passion of like, I'm just gonna go after this song. So, um, uh, the last two summers, my wife and I, not our kids, but my wife and I have gotten season passes to Valley Fair, and they have like an ongoing karaoke. <laughs> but not to- your kids. That's yeah, we take we we take them along sometimes. Um, but they and and so like it's always fun when you turn the, the one corner kind of by where the old theater used to be. There, like there's always always people singing, and they're seldom good, and it's just. I love it. It's really great, but I, but I feel bad loving it because I feel like I should be willing to do it and I'm not. So well, the more I'm you conflicted. talk about
3: the more you talk about this, the more I feel like you are my fiercest competition for most unexpected performance. Oh yeah, karaoke oh, yeah. performance. Yeah. <laughs> if I could ever be
1: roused to action, <laughs> I would win this. Well,
3: now we know it's just on. Like, just in the middle of
0: a CWC lecture, you just you're just, in the middle of making a point. You're like, hold on, can we get a beat on this? And then it just, it just drops it. Right. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't hold your breath for that, though. No, I... <laughs> you got to do it once, once in a career. That's
1: right. So, so you talked about Bammies. I want to get back to this. Yeah.
0: Um, so that was
1: a category under the umbrella of. Uh-huh. Do you have other categories?
3: Well, I impact? mean, I think I would imagine that some of them would be like logical, like best performance by a student, mm-hmm. or you know, best performance like a faculty member. But it seems to me that there's got to be some co- more obscure. I ones, feel like, like, like this would also oh, yeah.
1: encourage. Like faculty bands. That there was yes. more faculty mm-hmm. yes. bands. Yes, oh
3: there absolutely could be. Like there probably best, are. best band performance by a faculty group. Best yeah. band performance mm-hmm. by a student
1: group. Do we do we need to become best. a more musical campus to pull this off though? I don't mean you know, I, think, yeah. I don't mean that people aren't musical, but like it's you don't walk around noticing it. Like do you need to like walk by a classroom and see like a band of faculty members practicing? I firmly or, believe hmm? in
3: my short time here that Bethel people our closet musicians. Oh yeah! Oh, for yeah. sure. And so I think the Bammies is mm-hmm. the absolute epitome, yeah epitome, epitome event to bring all of these closet musicians out. What is the
1: artist? the appropriate month where the Bammie ceremony is held? Is it held at the end of the like? Is it held in May? Is it held yeah. in December? No, I'm I think inclined.
3: I'm inclined to say April. But oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Why, why, why that?
3: Well, because like May is like end of semesters craziness. Too much going on. Yeah. April is like when we need a little bit of like goofiness. Yep. Spring breaks done. Now we've got this kind of lull. We need something to like liven us up a little bit, and the Bammies could do that. I'm, actually, I'm really in
0: favor of the Bammies. I, I want to add. A, can I add a couple categories <laughs> oh, please for, do. for consideration? Yes, please do. Yeah. Um, I want uh, uh, best spoken word long form and short form.
3: Uh-huh. So
0: Good. uh mm-hmm. best spoken word long form is like that person who just gets up and gives like a straight fifty minute lecture. Yeah. No pauses, no breaths, just like who just who just lays that down. Best short form is like the that person who just drops like really scintillating like two minute point. Hmm. Just, it's it just like it's just a just a just a gem of clarity of some, some Idea or, or fact, in your concept. Yeah,
1: because there actually is a lot of vocal performance. If you start to think about those things too, because there's all the stuff in chapel, both mm-hmm. chapel speakers, chapel musicians. Yep. Yeah, this. I mean, this kind of writes itself. This is this is good. I and like I this. think
3: the in, the most important piece of it is the integration between students and faculty, yep. and mm-hmm. the, and pulling in all of these mm-hmm. categories at once. It's not a strictly faculty thing. It's not a student thing. It yep. is a
0: so. <gasps> So what does the statuette look like? (laughs) Chris is
3: really excited about something.
0: uh, So now I'm thinking like getting even further from reality here, but can we give like um, uh, best orally delivered excuse? Um,
3: (laughs) Uh That doesn't have to be too far from reality, I
0: don't think. I like
3: that, actually. So like some students are and faculty version. why
0: they need another extension and and, and you're like, you know what? I I can't give the extension, but I'm going to nominate you for a BAMI. (laughs)
3: Yes. No, I, I like that. that. I like that. And then the, there could be the faculty version as well. Like the students can nominate. Like, why aren't the exams graded yet? Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, faculty yeah, member yeah. provides an excuse, and the students have the opportunity to nominate that yeah, faculty member great. for We're a
0: We're going to see if you get a BAMI this year. Right. Yeah. So what does the
1: statuette look like? Because oh. the Grammy is like a gramophone. That wouldn't make sense. Like, what would a Beth- a unique Bethel statuette that you would win look
3: like? Well, you know, I... I don't. I can't say that I have a particular idea, but I do know that we have a three D printer. That's true. Mm. So and we can make it. It a can be. Yeah. It can be good. It can be unique.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Lauren, you have thoughts on on bammies? Like what? Or I, I really, I really think of like because I, I actually I care about what the award looks like. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's um, important. Yeah, like like I I think of the of the major awards like the the Emmy is unique looking but it looks like it's going to break and it looks awkward like the Oscar looks great to hold it looks yes. heavy yes. it also looks like you're not going to break it i think i would break an emmy i think i think i would the grammys are too small like hmm. i think because they give out so many that like if you win one you usually win like a couple. 11, so you got like armfuls of them but yeah
3: yeah but i do think it should be more oscar yeah, like in them. feeling i agree with that something very shiny mm-hmm. about it I mm-hmm. yeah
1: you could display them in your office. Uh huh. on your CV, you which know, is you actually really
3: important because as a new faculty member, my shelves do not look like Chris's. I I have a lot of empty shelves in my office, so if I had some bamies to put up there, that would be great. Actually, I like it. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, I'm in on this. <laughs> Excellent. All right, can I tell you guys what I so what my e got would be? Sure. Yep. All right. Uh, I thought about this a little bit, and I have a little bit. Of a, I love a little narrative. So, you go on, can you go on a ride with me? Oh, here? please. Okay. Um, you, you need to suspend your disbelief a little bit because this requires me uh, becoming um, a native son of the British Isles. Okay. you want to be knighted. Close. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. So those of you who don't. Uh, so I teach. I teach international relations. I teach. Uh, I teach in the political science department. But this last year, for the first time, I taught a class called Food Politics, and I loved it. And I thought, what would it look like if I wrote just an inspiring work, an inspiring memoir about the interaction of food and the political life and the personal and the spiritual, and that this book just became a, a global phenomenon? What if I did that? And what if as an, as I was adopted by the British Isles so that I could win the Man Booker Prize?
4: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right, the Man
0: Booker Prize is the uh, is a very important literary award given to, but you, but you have to be from uh, some part of the British Isles, or, or I think Ireland can qualify. You studied to. abroad there. I did, so okay. a solid three months. That was great. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if I get the Man Booker Prize, and here's the thing that that book was was such a phenomenon that uh, they decide to make it into a movie. Okay. So it's like Eat, Pray, Love, starring some version of me. Now I don't know who plays me in this movie. It's probably Jeremy Piven. I mean, just being realistic here, sure. but sure. Let, let's say he revives his career, he redeems himself, or
1: maybe this is what revives it.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So he, so he went. So, so I get to be um, a writer on this. So I get an Oscar for uh, for for this for this adapted crook. screenplay, adapted screenplay. Own. Yep. Okay. And but then it's it's again the movie does so well. They don't film a sequel, but they do turn it into a television show. Okay. So then I can pick up an Emmy.
1: You're going to work on the TV wow. show of the adaptation of the book you wrote. Ooh. Well,
0: no, no, no. How about you're kind of slumming it? If a little, you're a little that. bit. Maybe, maybe could be like Maybe could be like a, be like a, uh, a documentary series. Okay. Oh, yes, that works. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, but, but all that all that sets me up to eventually receive uh, the Gandhi Peace Prize. Okay. And then subsequently the the Nobel Peace Prize for my work and sort of getting people to think about the food in the world around them. And if I can get. A Gandhi, a Nobel, an Oscar, a Man Booker, and an Emmy. I'll go on for the full gnome. No, <laughs> and that's why I want. Because because at the end of the day, go big or go gnome. I like
1: that. <laughs> I like that. And and since it's about food, you could also like open up a restaurant and get a Michelin star. So you could be gnomes by putting in. Oh, at the end of I like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. So that's that's my egot. I'm going. I'm, I'm <laughs> shooting. I'm shooting for the gnome.
1: Uh, I wonder. Uh, yeah, I bet there's not many people who have more than two of those.
0: <laughs> two gnomes? Um, no, no, two, two of the
1: pieces. <laughs> two of the four. There's Oscar Emmy people, but I'm trying to think, is there anybody who's won another one of those things? I doubt no, it. No,
0: I doubt anybody's won a Man Booker and, uh, and an Oscar. I don't think that's yeah. happened. Yet. Yet. All right. Although, wait, wait, wait. So, Yan Martel wrote Life of Pi, for which he was awarded the Man Booker Prize which itself was made into a movie, but I don't think it won any awards. And
1: often with the adapted screenplay, the author of the book, unless they're writing the adaptation, they're not, they wouldn't get I mean, it would have to win Best Picture probably for them to be a producer or something on it. Fair. To actually receive an Oscar, I think. Unless they adapted their own book, yeah.
0: That's what I got, guys. I like it.
3: Okay. I'd be happy to take a shot at this. Please. All right. So, I, I, I had a little hope. And actually, when you told me what this prompt was, I'll, I'll admit, I at first was like, I can't think of a single award right now. Like, my mind just completely went blank. So I was like, Googling best awards, like right about all sorts of awards, like trying I to I love the up. homework. I, I know. I really it. was. I was I was really doing my homework. I even, um I went on Facebook. I crowdsourced this. i like, tell me, give me ideas of awards. <laughs> what idea, what awards would people like to win? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the end, what I ended up coming up with, with help, mind you, um, from lovely Dr. Nevins, was the Tesseract, okay. in honor of A Wrinkle in Time. I like where which this is, is going. Coming out right now, yeah. so this would be on a quite a bit less grander scale than mm-hmm. Chris's is um, the Teaching Scholarship Service and Role Model Award okay. um, that has an active presence in all of us. That's where the act comes in. So oh, active. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, anyway, so that would be the, the Tesseract. Um, but then my sister, um, also via crowdsourcing method, kindly reminded me that if anything, which is fully reflective of all of the homework that, I, that I've that i done, that if anything, I would be the three-time winner of the Chassa, which would be the Can't Half-Ass Anything Award, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I which told her gives she was out. right. <laughs> the Chassa? Yeah. I want that to be, so uh, Nathan Gossett and Computer Science and I have both have an interest in gamification. And we, for a long time, have talked about, wouldn't it be great if you had a durable... As a student, if you had a durable presence on, like, Moodle or something, and over the course of your college career, you could pick up, like, achievements, like Xbox or PlayStation achievements, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I feel like the Chassa would be something you'd unlock. Like, at the end of a semester, the professor would tap somebody in the class as, like, you didn't half-ass anything in this class, or I'm giving you the Chassa for this class. And it would just show up on your profile of, like, Mm -hmm. I've got three Chasses. Right. Can we also get medals too, like so. So,
1: like by the time people graduate, like they look like some people look like, like yeah, they got their black robe.
0: There's yes. just a series yes. of medals down the side. <laughs> yes. Although I yeah, have I like to, that. I
3: feel the need to point out though that um, at least in the in the context in which my sister was recommending it, it was not a compliment. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Right? It was more a point of, um, can't you? Not do your homework on anything? Do you really have to be crowdsourcing this <laughs> But do you turn that around question? and make it a
1: compliment to y- yourself, though? Or, um, or do you feel like that's something you're battling against? Would you like to be somebody who did half-ass things a little more?
3: You know, it's. I feel like it's the internal struggle thing. It's mm-hmm. like, man, I really, really wish that I could not be a Chassa recipient. But I have to be a Chassa recipient because that's mm. what makes us Chassa recipients to begin with. Right. So... Yeah. There's an internal there's an internal struggle with it. Yeah. There's two faces to that award. I like
0: that. <laughs> Lauren, what's your award?
2: I didn't think of any like acronym for this. I just like unexpected combos of awards. Such a And I love that. Um I don't remember when what year it was, but Sandra Bullock the same year won a Razzie and an
1: Oscar. That's amazing. And I yeah, think so that's that fantastic. Been, that would have been blindside and blindside like,
2: is all about Steve. Ah, which was a winner I for have, a Razzie. I have
0: no memory of all about <laughs> Steve.
2: <laughs> I think that's okay. Which is why it's I think
0: yeah, Razzie. most people do Actually,
1: yeah. Razzie would be pretty cool to win. Yeah, it would. I mean, as somebody who's not in, like, the industry, that would be kind of cool to do something that got enough attention to be like, (laughs) that was awful. I
0: I think it is for them, too, because a lot of the recipients of Razzies go to the show to accept their award. Like, Like, Halle Berry, John Travolta attended the Razzies and accepted their awards and gave speeches. Well,
1: because if you think about it, especially as an actor, like, you're not responsible for the material. It's I think there's rarely a Razzie given to somebody who has a great part and doesn't do a good job. It's usually somebody who has a terrible part and doesn't show up for it. So it's like it's not really your fault like this it's Battlefield Earth. What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. I'm presuming that's John Travolta's yes, Razzie. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's the all time winner. That's the that's the that's the <laughs> Titanic of razzie. Have you seen it? No. I really want I can't bring myself to see it. Would you watch it if I watched it? Maybe okay. I,
1: I like I like bad movies. Like I would. I. I. It's kind of a hole in my resume that I haven't seen it. <laughs> We'd have to start it in the middle of the day, though, because I'll fall asleep if we watch it after eight or at any time
0: today. Apparently, <laughs> that's true.
3: I didn't even know what a Razzie was until I was doing my homework yesterday. <laughs> yep. At which point, I got to watch a very wonderful video of Halle Berry accepting her Razzie, and yeah. I thought she was a very gracious recipient. Yeah. I was very impressed. It takes Many, a lot of yeah. Do you of remember
1: what what the what role it was for? I want to
3: say it was it was it must it must have been Catwoman because yeah. oh, it was yeah, probably, it was, yeah. It was I think it was Catwoman. it was like yeah. superhero related yep. so it had to have been Catwoman yep. and yeah it would
1: have been her Oscar follow up so that's pretty yeah. good idea. yeah
3: it was an Oscar follow up I remember that's that and she great. was very you know she comes up there and she's really animated and she's just kind of. <gasps> Thank you so much. I can't tell you how excited I am. It was really great. Yeah. So I, yeah, I after learned. Using that,
1: can you walk us through the homework you did for this? Because. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't
3: I- okay. No, no, no. Actually, it is It is kind of interesting. So I started with um, the top 25 awards. But then, of course, that gave me a list of like the top 25. 20- five things Wait, in a bunch does, of different types Buzzfeed of categories. So that didn't. Of
0: the there was a
3: BuzzFeed yes. thing. Of course there was. Okay, there was a BuzzFeed sure. thing, but I, yeah, I didn't really, um, I wasn't going there. It wasn't very good. So then I was like, okay, well, if, what if I type in um, the prompt itself? Like if you could win any award, what would you want to win? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of stuff there. It was very like touchy feely, kind of like mother of the year. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. mother of the year. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. I would like mother of the year. But... Um, so there's a lot of touchy feely stuff. But then I came across um, a feminist award and I was like, oh, oh yeah. I'd like to win a feminist award. That sure. would be really great. Um, but then I found out that one of the most recent recipients was Miss Piggy. And I was like, can't stand up with that. I'm never going to beat Miss Piggy yeah. for a feminist award. So um, congratulations to Miss Piggy. because
1: um, she been doing a lot of recent work?
3: Well, she broke up with Kermit.
1: Whoa. Oh. And you, you got, you got to break that news a little softer to me. Sorry. Just say
3: <laughs> it, yeah. Well, she broke up with Kermit. Okay. There you go. And, um, and then, yeah, he's, he's that-
0: in rehab now. And oh, I no, didn't know. I'm that. kidding. I don't. Know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was spread, I don't, <laughs> <was doing laughs> I don't know. want to I don't spend know. rumors.
1: <laughs>
3: right. Yeah. So, and then shortly thereafter, she was um, awarded a feminist award. Okay. That's kind of the extent of what I know about. I'm it. sure her resume
1: is deeper than breaking up with a frog because. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I don't think
3: that was the reason why she okay. got the feminist award. But you it must know, must be her blog. Lifetime conf- It was. It was something about a lifetime contribution to being. Um. Kind of a standalone woman in a field. Okay, sure. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, she's, she's surrounded by a lot of male puppets. Sure, so yeah. there you go. Um. And yeah, and then it and then it turned to crowdsourcing on Facebook. So that was sort of the process from start to finish. Nice. Yeah.
1: You've <laughs> officially done more prep work than anyone ever on a podcast. Which is
3: why <laughs> I'm the three-time recipient That's of right. the Chessa. Yeah, well, I think you have go. a fourth one coming. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. I'll tell my sister; she'll be happy. <laughs>
2: I think it would be so interesting though to win an Oscar and a Razzie for the same role. Oh, I think that will be the day that there's a cultural shift in how separated are the Oscars from actual public opinion. But also-
1: I wonder what's the closest where where somebody won for a role. Yeah. that no one like. Not that it it wouldn't be, but like like I feel like. Um, What's his name? That won it this year. Gary Oldman that won it this year. Like, yeah. Yeah. like no one was really happy about him winning that for various other than Gary reasons. Oldman. It seems right like for, for various reasons. I'm not saying he did a bad job, but it's like, like it would have to be something like that where like there was this a big divide on both the role, the way yeah. it was performed, maybe a very mannered performance, and then also the person who won it. So there'd be some some contempt for
0: that person, so it would push mm. them in the other direction. Mm. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah, I just but, feel like that'd be a weird combo.
0: Now, couldn't you imagine... So this year, Shape of Water won Best Picture, Mm -hmm. and I have not seen Shape of Water, so I'm trying to reserve judgment, but anybody who's seen Shape of Water, including your wife, who gave me her review, was her review was two words. She looked me square in the eyes, and she said, Chris, fish sex. That was her review. And I said, okay. She said, okay. And that was the end of the conversation about Shape of Water. Could you imagine sort of just... If you had taken that movie either – you take that movie 25 years in the future or 25 years in the past, does it win a Razzie? Is like is, – is now the time – the time has come for fish sex.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. When I saw the trailer for it, I laughed. I was like, you're – so whenever we're at a – we don't go to the movies that much. But whenever we do, like, we try to, like, do, like, the quick judge the book by its cover, pass judgment on it. Be very critical. Like, I thought that's the – it just looked silly to me. So it, I don't – yeah. So I, I could imagine – I think that's, well, I don't know, I, I I haven't seen it, So, but I could imagine that's a movie that we don't uh, it doesn't talk look, a lot about in the future. Is it mm-hmm. durably, an, is it an yeah. enduring best picture? Although I could also see it the other way, I don't know, like, okay. like I, I that one baffles me, because it looked so,
0: have anybody seen it?
1: Mm-mm, no. It looked dumb. Yeah. I thought yeah. it looked dumb.
0: I like Guillermo del Toro, and it's not grabbing me. Yeah. So. Yeah, can you win a Razzie and Oscar in the same... The for same the year same, for the same role, yeah.
2: Right, because Andrew Bullock won in the same year. She's the closest ever. There's right. only been six people ever to have won a Razzie and an Oscar, which I feel like that's too I low. Like, yeah.
0: I feel like this has but Nick Cage written all I'm over sure it. I'm sure he has. Oh, he yeah. If, he's oh, gonna, yeah. if someone's going to pull it off, it's for National Treasure three, and it's Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what I would what I would find interesting is like, so Nick Cage has an Oscar. He has mm-hmm. lots of Razzies. I'm presuming or Razzie-worthy roles. Oh yes. Like, what would it take for him to win an Oscar again? <laughs> At this point, <laughs> like, what would what would the situation have to be where? Because clearly, like, he has talent or had talent. Mm-hmm. Like, like, but could we ever take him take him seriously in a, I would have a hard time taking him seriously in a role. I have a hard time going back to good performances of his and taking him seriously.
0: Really. Okay, kind of, yeah. So, these, so the, the old adage is that trage- comedy is tragedy plus time. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if uh, comedy uh, or tragedy is comedy plus time. So, uh, could give Nick Cage just another ten years? Get let him get ten years older. He's more of an elder statesman in Hollywood. He's picking. He's not picking up the role. He's you know he's not playing National Treasure. He's 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 getting some of the same considerations that like uh, um, John Voight is now. Could he? He can age back into Oscar contention. I think.
1: I think in that Hollywood likes a comeback story. So, like, but I don't know if he would deserve it. I think I could see <laughs> I could see a situation playing out where they gave it to him, but I think we would look at it and be like, yeah, but this other person really probably should have won. I don't know. I could maybe
3: see it with a pretty drastic character shift. Like, yeah. instead of playing national treasure type role, mm. he's playing. I don't know, like old man role. I could see kind of like a gray-haired Nicolas Cage, and he's providing like a source of wisdom in a very like
1: soft-spoken kind of way. He could do you it, know. but would you buy it, or would you just see all that history?
3: I don't know. It's a like, time would tell kind of thing. Huh. It's hard. To, yeah, yeah.
1: Hard I guess that's what acting is too. Is you 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 are able to erase some of that history in the well, moment, Let me yeah. put it to
0: you this way: here's your, here's your comp. Could you see Nick Cage in fifteen years in Birdman? Did you see Birdman? Yeah,
1: because um, that's what Michael Keaton was. Uh, Michael Keaton hadn't fallen to the.
0: Okay, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. a meme, but there weren't memes. Yeah, then. but he was. He was. He was. He had done. Kitschy, he was kitschy Batman. Sure, sure. He was Mr. Mom.
1: I get. I, I think personally, I would struggle with that. Okay, I would. Yeah. Okay.
2: How long had it been since Michael Keaton had done a movie, too? When The Man a while, came out? Yeah. Like I think he really fell off the grid and then he was kind of able to recreate himself. That's a good point. Which I don't know with memes if Nicolas Cage will ever fall off completely fall off the grid. Right, yeah.
0: right.
3: Are there a lot of memes with, and I am I'm, I'm off the grid. So <laughs> are there a lot of memes with Nicolas Cage that there I'm are not aware are of? Forests of memes. Yeah. Forests really? of the
0: Cage memes. Oh, so what the one that? my students asked me, because I like to start my classes with asking my students a hypothetical question, and the question they posed to me the other day was, would you rather every every TV performance you see for the rest of your life, every role is played by Nick Cage? So, like in, so this is like a version of what you study. Instead uh-huh. of seeing the actors on Big Bang Theory, all six of them are played by Nicolas Cage. That's what I, that's what I perceive. Oh. Or... Every single uh, song that you ever hear in your ears is performed by Alice in Chains. The and I, hard
1: part is now, okay, with the Nick Cage, did you say TV or movies? Just TV?
0: TV. Okay. i think. I'm
3: sorry,
0: I can... who's Alice in Chains? Uh, it was a 90s hard rock band. Oh, so okay. think Like stuck in the era of the 90s, angsty hard rock.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is a no brainer for me. Because, you because go ahead, music you is too
1: music is too ubiquitous. <laughs> you you can accidentally hear music. I can avoid T V and just I'd be mean, like, I would become a movie guy in live theater. I'm in a lot of community theater and watching movies. Absolutely. Yeah. But Absolutely. music is Same. just everywhere. Plus it would
0: ruin the Bammies. It would.
3: Oh. Oh yeah.
0: I, mean, I hadn't considered the Bammies. I mean you would yeah. like open up your I mean you you'd open up your mouth in the shower and like angsty nineties hard rock would come out. Yeah, like, it wouldn't matter what you <laughs> For me
1: that might be an improvement. <laughs> though, <so. laughs> hmm.
3: I don't know. I, I feel like I have to go with your latter option. Like I, I'd rather have the the angsty '90s stuff, mainly because Ooh. you know I I enjoy '90s music. I'm, I'm but trying every to get commercial. To of it. You, hear. I know, but I'm also like currently watching Big Bang Theory. So the idea of all of the characters being replaced by Nicolas Cage forever. Hmm sounds so torturous at the moment because I have to know what's going to happen next. I want to see the relationship, the development <laughs> of the relationship between Penny and Leonard and all this stuff. I'm only in season four or something like that. So
1: hmm. I, uh, I, I just disagree just on that it for one. me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I got to agree with Sam on this one. I think. Yeah, well, it's okay. I'm that's happy okay. to be
2: alone. You can tell yeah. us
1: what happens because we won't watch it because we'll all be ya. in a cage. Yeah, there we go.
3: Yeah. I'll, okay. Sounds good. I'll tell you how big the mechanics turns out. But you, I don't know. You, uh, Chris sort of swayed me a little bit on the whole idea that when I'm singing in the car, my Let It Go is going to come out as 90s. So cool. that sort of ruins it a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yep. On, on that note, I think we probably should head off to our classes, friends. This was fun. Yes. I enjoyed this thoroughly. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Thanks for you. we have you back in, that, in the maybe. future?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, on behalf of my friends here at Bethel University, you've been listening to a Live from AC Second podcast. As always, you can uh, email us. Sam, what's the email address?
1: Uh, live from AC Second at gmail.com.
0: And uh, we'll be having some other... Uh, we're on spring break next week, but we'll have some other things in your podcast feed moving forward after that. Uh, thanks for listening. And go Royals.